This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. As many of you know, I have been running a new moon intention setting and manifestation workshop in Sydney for the past four months called Inspired Lunar Nights. And I started these workshops because I'd been manifesting successfully for the past few years and I thought it was time to share some of my wisdom with you guys. Plus, it's so much easier than you think if you just follow a few simple steps. But, you know, everybody approaches manifestation differently. And it was after a recent discussion with my good friend and energy healer, Justine Peacock, that we thought it might be a nice idea to talk about manifestation as a subject on the podcast. You may remember Justine from one of the very early episodes of the Inspired Table podcast when we spoke about energy and energy healing. Um, And her episode is actually one of the most downloaded of the entire series. So I know you're just going to love this episode as much as I do. It contains so much juicy and practical info. And I know I definitely learned some new things. Plus, make sure you listen right until the end because I've got some very, very, very exciting news for anyone who's been wanting to come to Inspired Lunar Nights but doesn't live in Sydney or simply can't make it on the night. You do not want to miss this very exciting announcement. Uh, the first guest to reappear on the podcast, which is <laughs> really exciting. How do you feel about that? Super exciting. Yeah, yeah super was, exciting. Yeah, really happy to have the chance to come back and connect with you. We had such fun in the last one. And, um, you know, we've got a whole new topic to talk about. A whole new topic and a really yeah. exciting one too. So I have brought you here today to talk about manifestation. And it's such a it's such a big topic. Mm. But let's try and start, I guess, for people who aren't aware of what manifestation is or manifesting, Mm. how would you describe it? I 
thing, this is good, I'd love to hear your take on it as well, but okay. for me, manifesting is the process of consciously creating what you want in your life. Hmm. And when I say what you want, I don't just mean stuff, but what? how do you want your life to be? How do you wish to show up? Um, how do you want to feel in your life? And what what legacy do you want to leave? What do you, what do you want it to be about? So it's about consciously being a co-creator in your life with the with the creative forces. Yeah. What do you think it is? Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you completely. And I think it's kind of, in a way, it's about taking ownership of your life and your ability to create the life that you want. Absolutely. Yeah. I think fundamentally people need to know Everyone needs to know you are so much more powerful and there's so much more to you than you have been led to believe. Ooh. I just got I got shivers down my spine when you said that. <laughs> true though, you know. It is. You, yeah, standing It's in that so place. true. Mm. I think that lots of people though, I mean, maybe not listeners of this podcast, because mm. they're all quite open minded, but I feel like when you say manifestation to people that they automatically think, you know, that it's quite a woo-woo thing and mm. it's, you know, um, magical and esoteric and not real. But, you know, like even down to, you know, setting goals and taking action and, you know, being proactive in your own life, that's a version of manifestation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You just you – know, people have been, you know, the principles of goal setting really – I think the law of attraction and, and the principles of manifesting are really just almost the science and the energetic science that sits underneath things we've been doing for eons in terms mm. of we are naturally beings that in our, in our healthy state want to create, want to evolve, want to be moving forward. You know, as long as we're not carrying trauma and stuck in that, and if we are, we need to be healing that because that's not a nice place to live from but once you're you're not doing that once you're not out you're out of survival mode it is the a natural human instinct to want to move forward and evolve and be creating yeah yeah i think i think you know in the reverse like the negative mm. side of it i think that people don't take ownership for the things that happen to them mm -hmm. they kind of um remove themselves from the situation and it's a little bit oh woe is me all this stuff happens to me yeah um <laughs> without thinking that perhaps perhaps there's factors there that are um you know you're you're doing you you are you are creating them i use i use an example um at lunar nights a lot when I'm talking about manifestation and mm. it's you know when I was a kid and a teenager and even in my early 20s I thought I was psychic like mm -hmm. I just thought I was psychic because I would think things and then they would happen and I thought I was predicting the future but what I was actually doing was creating the future yeah and it usually was a, a negative thing that would happen. You know, I'd, I'd feel dread and anxious about a certain situation and I'd, you know, create the outcome. And mm. then before before I knew it, it was happening and I was like, oh, my God, how did I predict that? I'm amazing. <laughs> but I wasn't predicting it. I was creating it. 
Yeah, like yeah. worrying is praying for what you don't want, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. all of us are very skilled at worrying. <laughs> <laughs> We've just got to get better at creating the positive. Yeah, and really standing in our power with that. And I mm. think because it, like there is that saying, and I think it's 100% correct, which is if you want to see the quality of your your thoughts and what's showing up for you look at what's happening in your life and that tells you the vibration you're sending out it tells you about your beliefs your expectations on the universe so if you don't and the universe is responding to that mm. so if you don't like what's happening in your life it's to, it, it's a direct reflection of what you're sending out and what's going on underneath the surface for you yeah definitely mm. okay so i mm. guess the next question on everybody's lips is how do we manifest things mm. <laughs> <laughs> so good uh well I, that's very good i have i work in the, with this with it with people all the time and i have a little four-step process and there are so many elements within that but I've tried to keep it really simple because as you and I said this is like trying to eat an elephant the the whole manifesting area but once you start to get a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of conscious awareness about your behavior and you're taking steps regular steps uh, to create what you want then you you know you're on the train yeah so so it's most basic I, I say there's four steps and I'll tell you them and then we can talk about each of them. Okay. First is clarity, so knowing what you want. So and important. That sounds really easy, but it's not. <laughs> the second is clearing the blocks. So you've got to clear the blocks that come up. Mm. And then the third is connecting to source. And you can call that God, you can call that the universe, you can call that all that is, but you want to connect with the creative force in the universe when you're manifesting. And then you want to co-create with that energy and take inspired action. Um, I love all of those steps. Can we can we talk? <laughs> let's more. talk about them in a bit yeah. more detail. Yeah, good. So, clarity is knowing what you want, and so many people fail at that first hurdle because yeah. they don't know what they want. Yeah. And there's lots of components to that because. When you start to look at what you, why is it that you or somebody might be afraid to dream or afraid to be clear about what they want? And you can imagine what that might be, can't you? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I guess it, you know, when, when people are trying to get clear on that sort of stuff, there's lots of factors that come into it, right? Like um, the people around them their past experience, um, worthiness, all of that sort of stuff. Totally, totally, totally. So you want to be able to show up in your life and create what you want. You want to be able to get clear. So you want to look at making sure that it's safe for you to dream, that many people get damaged around dreaming, around goal setting, Mm. so much wounding around goal setting, not just fear of failure, but I did it once, I tried that once, it didn't happen. The fear of disappointment, uh, fear of losing face if they're telling people what they want, if they're being public about it. Um, so you want to work and family damage, things that happen from telling people and people humiliate you. So much can happen on in the path of life, which tells you that it's not okay to dream, it's not okay to dream big. We culturally have that, have tall poppy a cultural poppy syndrome is it called in Australia, yeah. um, which is, you know, probably comes from our convict roots. Whatever it is, it is part of our culture that people in without almost without even knowing about it stay small 
and don't want to go really large. But, you know, we've got to get over that. People, the planet needs people to be in truth, living their dreams and contributing to the betterment of, of our planet and our life. Yeah, and I think something that came up for me just then when you said that is there's enough room for everybody to dream big. Yes. Yeah, because I think that some people think, oh, you know, I'm just not one of those people or oh, everybody else has that dream. I can't have it too. Yes. Oh, yeah, you can. There's yeah. plenty of room <laughs> for everyone to dream big. Yeah. So yeah. working, that's coming back to a couple of things. It's coming back to deservability. Yeah. It's coming back to clearing and healing shame in your background, you know, shame. Anything that's saying that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, uh, you can have it but I can't have it, uh, is just their excuses. But they often have valid traumatic or semi-traumatic, you know, it doesn't always have to be big trauma, but it can have a, a very genuine um, beginning point. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes in manifesting we want to be looking at, we might be called to look at unhealed parts in our past, mm. you know, and it's really important. So the first thing is that clarity. Now, sometimes when we're doing clarity, it's easier to find out what we don't want. Um, and that's fine. That's a really legitimate place to start. I think um, if you look at relationships, sometimes we, what we're looking for is an amalgamation of the last four people we went out with. You know, we want someone's humor and someone's easygoing, someone else's easygoing nature and someone else's passion. And, you know, we want this. So if you don't know what you want, start with what you do not want. Start where you know. Um, and I've got an exercise which I can talk. Ooh. We can talk about later on or now. No, let's talk about it now. Oh, now? Why wait? <laughs> Why wait? All right. I don't want to forget about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You don't want to forget that. Okay. So the exercise is around. So it's really, really healthy for you to know what you want. That's what we're talking about. Getting clear. That's a second chakra experience. That's the what brings me pleasure. What is? What do I want to put my creative energy behind? So really useful to do that. Okay. So we've talked about making it safe to dream and clearing blocks. Yeah. And the next thing is talking about knowing what you want or what you don't want. So you can start with if you're thinking about. Oh, I want to start a business or I want to launch a coaching practice and then immediately what comes up might be I don't want people to judge me I don't want to fail I don't want to be overwhelmed I don't want to get too stressed and my life becomes all about work or I don't want to live with other people's criticism a whole lot of I don't wants can come out mm. so what you want to do with this and I think it's really handy you can do it writing it down or you can do it out loud. Out loud is so fantastic because it activates your fifth chakra, which is a co-created, a co-creation chakra, a, um, a manifestation chakra, and it works in concert or together with your second chakra. Again, your your passion and your creativity and your creative. Those two, two and five work together. So always saying things outside is very powerful. It also helps you bypass the mental override because you get in the flow of the statement. So wait 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 wait. Let's just stop for a second, just okay. so people know. Two and five. Two is sacral. Yes. And five is throat. Throat. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's Seven okay. Seven chakras. Earth chakra. Yeah. Base chakra number one. Number two is your, exactly as you said. Thank you. All right. So okay. your sacral chakra, which is and in your pelvis. Yeah. Right? Color is orange in your pelvis. Beautiful. Okay. 
Number five, light blue in the throat, which is the speaking into existence and communication, speaking your truth. Okay. Mm, Okay. Okay. So. Uh, what we want to do is say, I, I don't, so you start off with what you don't want. I don't want to feel discouraged about my business. What I do want is, and then you fill in that blank. Great. And I guess, yeah, I guess like you said before, sometimes we don't know what we want until we can figure out what we don't want. Exactly. Yes. I, yeah. And okay. so what pops out I don't want to feel overwhelmed in my work. What I do want is to feel busy, productive, and at ease. Yes. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so you can do that. Out loud is super. And just start with what you don't want. Literally mm. just sit there and say, what are, what's holding me back? I don't want whatever it is. Yeah. What I do want is and let that come through. Yeah. And you can repeat it a couple of times for the same don't want. If you want, you can do it two or three times. I don't want people to judge me. What I want to do is feel empowered, successful, and abundant. And I guess what's important here is that you make sure that you do say what you do want because if you just sit on what you don't want, it's that sort of negative energy, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. What we're doing is so many people in manifesting, so many techniques – just look at the positive. Got just ask you to create yeah. the feeling of what you want. And what that does is deny the very real blocks that sit underneath. Mm. But if we can get in there and identify and clear those blocks, you will not have the ba- any barriers, conscious or unconscious, to achieving what you want. Yeah. Then you're in flow. You're, you can connect with the creative force of the universe and move forward mm. and have that relationship with it. So... Um, of course, we're not just stopping at what you don't want, but we're using that as a catalyst mm. so that we can move beyond. And then what you end up with with this exercise is a list. I don't want to work too hard. Well, no one's afraid of hard work. It's the grind people don't want. Yeah. And people have passion connected and no one's afraid of hard work, right? But we use these excuses. Our ego says, oh, if you go for your dreams, you're going to end up burnt out. Yeah. You know, oh, dear. And uh, so, so we say, I don't want to feel burnt out. I want to feel inspired and energized mm. and, and um, you know, feel full of momentum. And so then you end up with what you want and then we can turn that into an affirmation. Woohoo! Um, Woo-hoo. I just want yeah. to talk about blocks a little bit because um, we were talking last week and, you know, I was saying to you, oh, I find it really easy to manifest work, um, you know, ticket sales to my events um conversations with the right people but i find it like there's all this stuff that i can manifest yep but i really try with all my might to manifest you know in the relationship part of my life Mm -hmm. and i i come up with nothing and that's when we started talking about blocks yes and how there's obviously some stuff that i need to clear there (laughs) laying it all on the line for people but stuff that I need to clear there before I am able to manifest that yeah yeah absolutely okay so first off I think it's a really common I think when people come to earth some area some it's like you decide right you will everybody has their own thing going on Mm. and most people depending on what's happened in their life and it's all an opportunity to grow but most people have certain areas that really flow 
and certain areas that, that are more challenging for them. Yeah. So it's almost like you said before you got here, okay, I'm going to be really able to nail the, the work aspect <laughs> and the money aspect and I'm going to like work out my issues on my relationships. What and was I harder. thinking? What was I thinking? <laughs> it seemed like such a good idea at the time. <laughs> okay, so it's, yeah, okay. Some things, where do we start? Some things manifest instantly and easily and some things it is a learning curve, it is a process and they and things take longer to come into physical being. So one of the principles of manifestation is just that, is, that, is surrendering and allowing that some things are instant and some things take a little more time. Yeah. Okay. And then understanding where the areas are that for you or for anyone are the areas that are more challenging for them and guaranteed there will be stuff and there will be opportunities for soul development, growth, learning and evolution underneath that. Mm. So I didn't fully answer your question, but I did say, you know, there are some areas that are more challenging. No, you did in the, in the respect. The reason I brought it up was because mm. I get this question a lot and, you know, I think that people need to know that it's okay that there are some areas of your life that are easier to manifest yes. than other areas and it doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. Yes. It just means that maybe there's some stuff that you need to clear around that area in order for the manifestation to take place. Absolutely. And if you look at the areas where that person really manifests beautifully, mm. that there'll be a flow and there'll be a lot that they they have that belief. It's like going to the store and expecting to buy milk. There's always milk at the store. You know you're going to get it, and they have yeah. that certainty behind that area. And the area, it's the love area, or the money area, or the um, changing career area, whatever it is. People will have their own blocks in that area. Okay. Yeah. So it really is about looking at and looking at. So when I look at blocks in people, I look on multiple levels. So I look at mentally, what beliefs does that, do you hold about that? Here's the questions for you. Mentally, what are you telling yourself about what's possible in that area of your life? Mm. What are you, what's your expectation? Um, what are the thought loops that you have? You know, like you said before, everyone else can have it. Maybe I can't. This is really hard. What is it? Like what is it mentally that you believe and what are your values around a particular area? Then it's emotionally so what do you feel about that area? Do you feel defle- deflated, defeated? It's not possible. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to get what I want in that area. Like, what are the feelings? That's, usually it's a stuckness in yeah. that energy yeah. um, and a sense of uh, lacking that certainty, lacking that knowing that it's coming for you. Um, and then physically, so we often forget the physical state and how that interplay between mental, emotional, and physical um, works. But when you talk, when someone who is let's talk, let's use relationships because that's where we started. Yeah, sure. But if you talk, if you start to think about relationships, then what you'll probably notice is your breathing's kind of shallow and tight and constricted, and your shoulders might get a little bit slumpy. I mean, you're not feeling in your highest game on state when you think about the areas that are challenging to manifest for you, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we need to be thinking about our breath and our physicality and our energy and most people walk around in a default energetic state, kind of how they roll out of bed in the morning, plus or minus a yoga class or a jet or a run. 
but we don't work on empowering ourselves and and using our physicality to support us with that. Mm. But it's really important. You know, we can change our default state. And when we do that, we become more powerful. We show up more fully. We feel better about our lives and our ability to create positive change. Yeah, and I wish... (laughs) I wish that I'd looked into this before I'm saying it out loud, but bear with me. Um, There was that study that was done by God knows who, but it was an Uh important study about um, the power stance and how when you stand in like a powerful position, like say Mm. with your legs slightly apart and your arms crossed, you know, across your chest, that your brain waves and your hormones actually shift. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the way that we are physically is affecting us on a uh, emotional, mental, spiritual level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll look into that study more. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. I wasn't prepared for that. No, but it's right. It's right, and that's what I'm saying. Some people just with manifesting look at the mental. Like, what are you telling yourself? Yeah. Are you go, have you got good affirmations? And I be- and it is all about the vibration that you send out into the universe. But that vibration, from my perspective, is influenced by mental, emotional physical, spiritual, so are you spiritually connected? Have you resolved any um, dis- mistrust or let down or issues around religion, and spirit- religion slash spirituality that you've had in your life? Um, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, I missed anything? No, I think, so. I think that's all of it. I mean, yeah. look, just to add another layer to all of it, sometimes, <clears throat> and I yeah. know you and I have discussed this, is that it goes deeper than anything that we're aware of in our own life it can be a past life it can be genetic absolutely absolutely so with that connection that we have we know that grandchildren of holocaust survivors have registered trauma in their dna and in their system and have memories and experience or or, um not even if they don't have direct memories they are holding that trauma and it's Mm. been you know scientifically proven again i didn't look that up before i came here but i know it (laughs) and so we know that the things that we care the beliefs let's talk let's talk about um money or um and manifesting financially which is not the whole thing but people often want to manifest and so they should but you know there's lots of things that can affect that we're talking in terms of blocks that we may not be aware of but what happened to us in our family of origin what did we learn from mum and dad even if we didn't learn it directly what did we pick up psychically from the environment you know when they were worried about money or about a parent lost a job or whatever what was that like what if you look backwards through through dna and we look ancestrally absolutely we will all have in our past on one side or the other going back generations people who struggled with money people who had trauma people whose businesses folded people who lost their what their fortune in the war people who you know we have that and we will have the memory of that in that in the in the DNA, it will be in in that in the cells. So there's that sort of stuff needs to be cleared. There's the past life, any past life trauma, past life experiences that we've had, and we've all had enough lives, in my opinion, to uh, have been poor. I mean, really, the kind of even if people are struggling now financially, we are as as a race in general, where there's more wealth on the planet now than there has ever been. So you want to make, what I find with some of my clients is that they don't hold that, they may have memories of not having money, so that feels comfortable for them. Yeah. They may have memories 
uh, in their cells of having been, you know, until recently I was looking at, you know, banking is only a post-World War One phenomenon mm-hmm. in terms of banks have been around as long as currency has been around, but banking as something brought to the everyday person, not the wealthy person, is only in, since the 1920s, really, that you had access to a bank and would put money in it. So what I find with clients is most people have, many people have a sense of, um, of danger or a threat to their safety or survival when they hold on to money, when they have a lot of money. And they don't know why it feels so uncomfortable to have money because on one hand they want money. But you need to clear any issues because in times gone by you had to keep your money on your personage and you would more likely than not have been robbed, perhaps robbed and killed and have lost everything. So you so, need to spend it. So you need to spend it. Yeah. Or not have it. Yeah. Just find a way to get rid of it. Find a, find a tax claim or, a, you know, like something, someone, mm. get a speeding fine, something that, that keeps that in outflow at a, a level that's low and feels safe for you, which isn't. We really want to, we want to be able to hold more wealth because when we hold more wealth, more wealth, we have more choice about um, how we serve humanity, how we serve ourselves, and serve humanity. Yeah. Um, the other thing I find is sometimes people have an unconscious commitment from another, either from an ancestral experience or a, a direct family experience, or from uh, past lives, which is not to hold money and health, or they feel like I can't have money and health, or I can't have money and happiness. Or I can't have money um, and something else, usually health, love, or happiness. Yeah. And in other words, they may have had an experience in life or know someone or had an ancestor who was very wealthy but was very isolated or had was not lucky in love or was just um, unhappy and, and felt. So then, they, then you don't even know that you're doing it. But part of you is saying, uh-uh, I'm not going there. Mm. And I'm happy in this life, you know, or I'm safe, or I'm, I'm peaceful. I like what I've got. I've got connection. I've got family. I'm not adding money into the mix because I remember what happened the last time I did that, or I remember what happened to someone in my family line. They were lonely. They had money. I'm not going there. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, look, what what are what are what are the different ways of healing this? I mean, obviously, you could see a healer like yourself. Yeah. Um, but are there ways that you can sort of work through that stuff on your own or? Definitely. Absolutely. So that is the clearing the blocks. So we've been talking about kind of clarity and clearing blocks is about, is about first one is getting mindful, getting honest about what's going on for you with the things that you want to create. And sometimes that's that slippery thing just under the surface. So you really have to be willing to go there, willing mm-hmm. to like, what is that? What's that feeling? What's getting in the way, right? Yeah, and sometimes I guess just recognizing it is enough to be able to clear it. Like, yeah. like you said, awareness. Absolutely. And that exercise about I don't want, yeah. uh, what I do want is, um, yes. One thing, so if I talk about um, clearing, clearing blocks, you can do some sentence completions. So uh, we can put these on the notes to the, um, to the podcast. And I can read some of them now, but you've just, what you need to do first off is make time for this. Mm. Make time away from the noise. If your life is super busy and you're always listening to a podcast, which we do, which is a good thing, but then, you, then you're watching <laughs> Don't Netflix. Don't stop listening. <laughs> Don't stop listening. Um, and then you're, you know, if you're go, 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 mm. and you've never a moment when you're not on your phone or listening to something, etc. what you need is we need, all need to make space to slow down and connect, right? Yeah. 
So you've got to prioritize this. And the thing about this, like anything else, is if you want to change patterns and change and create what you want to create in your life, it's about making the habits and patterns and space and time to do that. So daily, you know, these exercises that we're talking about are things that you do daily while you're creating what you want, not like a one-off because what's going to happen then is the subconscious programming and the habitual thinking and expectation, that's running all the time. So if you kind of do one exercise one time, you're unlikely to really, really make the dent that you want to make, right? Yeah. That's that commitment to change and, and commitment that you want to create the life that you want to create for yourself. So let's look at these sentence completions which are designed to uncover blocks um, so one of the, I'm going to read out a couple and, and, and what you do is obviously finish the sentence, but it's like, yeah. I have less money than I would like and this means, so this means, or the first thing is this means I can't do what I want or I can't this or I can't that, but, you know, there's more to it. There's, I like having enough money because, um, my current financial situation keeps me safe from. Ooh. Yeah. I want to say the answers out loud, but I'll let you have your own answers, people listening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to know my problems. <laughs> yes. If I had more than enough, that would mean. Mm. And allow yourself to go into that because a lot of times in society we have negative views about what having money means. Yeah. So, yeah. And and having more than enough, you know, it's, like sometimes yeah. we'll just stop at what's enough to pay the rent, pay the bills, you know, yeah. We have a, a really interesting society when we're talking about, and it's not just money, but it's, it's manifesting and having things, even though this is about more than things. But there, we need to be honest about... Uh, the beliefs that sit underneath. So we live in this world where people either feel like there's not enough and they're trying to get more, get more, can't get more, need more, need more, or and they're resenting people who have a lot of money. And the people that have a lot of money are often afraid that they need more to keep up what they need. Yeah. Or they're afraid that people are judging them for having a lot or they're afraid they're going to lose it. So we have fear and money so tightly fused in our culture. Um, but you can step out of that. You can step out of the collective consciousness and really step into that idea that, you know, money as a form of exchange and money um, as, as a, an infinite source and, and work on the blocks to having more for yourself. You know, and that's going to mean more, more abundance in general, not just more financial abundance. Um, but really we want to look at how, what do we think about rich people? Do we think that rich people don't have heart? Do we think that rich that you can't run a soul-based soul business or a, a life of purpose and hold, hold money, etc., etc.? So those questions are really important. Um, I'll be ready to move on from my current financial situation when... So that's looking at what, why, if you aren't where you want to be, something's keeping you where you are, right? Yeah. So what is, what is it? What is that? Yeah. And once you've done a few of those sorts of questions, I'm just looking to see if there's anything else. If I had enough or if I had more than enough, then I would have to So 
So who would you have to be if the money if money wasn't an issue? Or who would you have to be if you had the partner that you're looking for? Like we sometimes get stuck on one thing that's missing. Mm-hmm. So what? How does whole, how does fixating or not having something serve you? Yeah, so that's a way of getting, you are asking about clearing blocks, getting getting to the, getting the blocks which are sitting there to come out and be articulated, be, be shown to show their face so that they're not sitting under the surface and mucking up your manifesting efforts as you try them. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a really good place to start, I think. Wow. Such a scary space for people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, until you do that work, then you, you'll probably just end up coming up against these blocks constantly. Yeah, you probably see it with your lunar nights. You know, what do people, what do you see that stops people from having what they want or creating what they want? Well, a lot of people, I've actually, you know what, I've got to say the biggest thing for people is, is the trust and surrender side of manifesting. They really struggle with it because I had one girl talking to me the other day who said she almost feels a little bit like, mm, how do I word this? Like the trust and surrender takes out her part in it almost. Like she feels like it's the easy way out to manifest like this, takes the hard work out, which which threw me because – I'd never kind of looked at it like that before. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want this, so I'm going to ask the universe for it and I'm going to change my vibration and then it will be mine. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's not really how it works. It's not kind of how it works. It's not kind of how it works. But I guess there is, that, <coughs> there is that side of it for people. It's the trusting and surrendering. Yeah, so that's step three, mm. which we talked about, which is connecting to source. And, you know... That's just such a critical part of it. So we can manifest from will. We can manifest from I want it, I'm going out there, I'm going to get it. And that that's when you man, that's manifesting on your own without connecting to the universal energy and can and and has look it's not that it, many people get a long way by manifesting from that place, but what they find out is because it's not connected to source, because it's not connected to their highest truth, it's not connected to their soul's desire and plan for them they may very often won't like what they end up getting because Mm. it hasn't been that it hasn't been done in connection with with all that is with the universe so the whole point about yes you can manifest from will from pushing and striving and goal setting but I think most of your listeners and most people that are drawn to manifesting rather than goal setting um, want that element of connecting to the creative source and force and and bring let that guidance their intuition the inspiration the dance between the universe the what the universe wants for you and what you want for you to to evolve which is just so magical you know it's such a beautiful process absolutely and i think the key thing there like you said is the co-creation it is it is the combination of your higher self your inner mm. self your intuition Mm. and the surrendering to the universe. It's the combination of the two. You can't just surrender to the universe. 
No, I mean, I believe that there, everybody within them has unique gifts and something that they really want to bring into the world. Mm. And that if you don't bring it, if you bring it out, it will, it will be, not only will it be a gift to, to, the, to the world, but it will also be your flourishing, your, you, you will reap the benefits of that. But I also think if you don't bring it forward, then the ramifications of that will, will dim your light significantly. Yeah. yeah. So I guess, um, I guess the next question is, you know, how does one connect to the source, the universe, a God? Um, I know with Lunar Nights, a big part of it is getting people back in touch with their spirituality. And we do that through a series of guided mm. meditations. Yeah. And they're all very different, the meditations, so that people can, you know, work out what feels right for them. Yeah. But without connecting to that source, that higher power, the intention setting and the manifestation part of the evening is not possible. Mm. So what are you what are what are your tips for, you know, feeling a little bit more connected to spirituality and the source, the universe, whatever you want to talk, call it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got to find something that's comfortable for you. And also if you've got really big blocks around that, you want to release that. Religion is not spiritual connection no. and many people have experiences in childhood or or just haven't ever had permission to look into it. So they're very different. Um, really, the source, it, it can, it's, it's slowing down and taking time to connect to your higher heart, your heart, your truth is a very is the first place to start. Mm. So, what is that for you? That is different for everybody, you know. But the first off, that thing about crit that I spoke about earlier about making some space for you, you know, making some space and get starting to get comfortable with being in your company and checking in with where you're at emotionally. And sometimes before you're going to, going to get to the truth of your heart or your soul or your higher self. You, you might need to just, you might just, the noise and the busyness has to pass, you know, and maybe there's some pain to go through and maybe there's not. But it is about whether that's journaling, whether that's going to yoga class and then creating space afterwards to tune in, whether that's meditation and guided meditations are fantastic if that's where you start. You don't have to just be able to sit on your cushion for an hour yeah. straight up. Like yeah. guided meditations are amazing for helping slow you and take you inward, but you really want to set an intention to get to know your inner world and from there you'll find your your truth and your connection to all that is so i mean certainly as you know i'm a teacher of something called theta healing and we use a theta healing um theta state brain state to be able to access that very spiritual connective energy and there are lots of exercises we do i don't think you necessarily need to learn theta healing to do it if you have the will and want to talk to your higher self connect to it and you make space that will come forward yeah i mean it's so powerful i um i am a student of theta healing Mm. um but i have to say like some of those exercises that we do and i have taken um some of the lunar nights people through the manifesting meditation that we do in theta Mm -hmm. and it is so powerful people connect to it so much um but really at the heart of it, what it is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a combination of visualization mm-hmm. and feeling. <clears throat> so changing the energetic vibrations. 
and it's the combination of the two that make it so powerful. So what we do with that, and you can you don't have to know how to go into a theta brainwave no. in order to benefit from that. As you no, just no. said, you take yeah. your, your students through it too. So, but it is, um, yeah, holding the visual image of what you want as if it's already happening. As if you already have it, yeah. As if you have it. I mean, that's what this vibration piece is that they talk about. And I've got some other exercises we'll talk about too that people can do. But once you've got clear on what you want and you start to hold the vibration, the blocks will come up. If you start to create um, um, affirmations, the blocks will come up and we want the blocks to come up. Mm. We don't want to be saying the same affirmations and going for the same outcome and being stuck. So it's okay when things, when the, when the affirmation comes, when the blocks come up is a good thing and being we've talked about some of the sources of those and you want to be connecting to that in that state that, that universal energy you want to connect to that be, and co-create with it and then being led to the action led to inspired action not action from desperation or action from pushing or action from fear but inspired action which comes when you create space and time for things to come up so mm. great space to tune into what you want and that feeling so we talked before about vibration and about how the universe doesn't isn't nothing is personal in the universe what you're getting coming to you is a, like a mirror of the thoughts you're thinking and your unconscious expectations about the world and um, so when you're doing that you want to hold that vibration by, by being clearing blocks and being clear on what you want and then you sit in that feeling as if you've already got it and what does it feel like so there's an exercise that I do um, when I want to boost my clients and it's a bit it's just phenomenal I've probably shared this with you before but you think about what you want so because it's real for me and I can do it naturally I tell you about the client one but you create it for yourself and you say it but the important thing is to hold the vibration for you know, up to a minute, more than a minute if you can, and to do it frequently throughout the day. Mm. So what it is is it would be saying, for me it might be saying, um, I have eight to ten clients every week. And then I want to, instead of just saying, I have eight to ten clients every week, what I want to do is really feel into what that feels like. Uh, and, and be out loud is best because if you can get out loud, you can really change your energy state. When you change your state, you're changing your vibration. It's going out into the universe. And the universe isn't saying, no, you don't have 8 to 10 clients this week, Justine. The universe is saying, oh, she's got 8 to 10 clients. Let's send her those clients. Mm. And so it's that I have 8 to 10 clients and I am feeling what it feels like, how fabulous it feels. You know, I love connecting with my clients. I love helping them clear their energy and create positive change in their life. And I'm feeling it like it's happening. I love that they pay me and the money comes into my bank account and then I have money, you know, to, to send my children to school. And, you know, what is it? It's not just the, the working for the clients. What does it feel like? How good it feels to help them? How good it feels to be paid well for the work that you do? So you're creating all aspects of the situation and you're sitting in that feeling and holding that vibration yeah and that's another way people can can do that and then if blocks come up then you can you work with that i think um something that comes up quite a bit with feelings is that <coughs> some people use the word of the feeling mm-hmm. um and are not actually all that sure what it feels like to feel the feeling you know like we kind mm. of throw these feelings around like like they're nothing but to really mm. feel like what does love feel like and what does abundance feel like 
we will we go through this um meditation at lunar nights that i call the feelings meditation mm. and basically it's about feeling specific feelings in all areas of your body so you know like what does love feel like in your foot and what does creativity feel like in your shoulder you know just sort of being able to identify a feeling as a total embodiment and not just the words Mm. that we attach to it definitely yeah so important because people feel from sort of the nose up you know in in between their ears and they're intellectually yeah totally yeah and that's what that's what trying to i'm trying to explain if you do this thing called um tell my story that's another exercise i do where you write out your ideal day or your ideal week but then when you tell it out loud or when you read it you want to feel it Mm -hmm. and you write you make that version so compelling that you're there and it's happening it's got you this is with manifesting we can't hold back we can't just do it from a mental state we've got to do it from a vibrational feeling experience so important yeah I because love that's that. what leaves the energy field is the vibration some thoughts leave mainly the repetitive consistent thoughts that we think because it has a vibration attached but if you can speak it out loud and if you can amplify that feeling that's that becomes the powerhouse yeah. of what you're drawing back to you. It's an exercise that my, um, one of my people that I work with gave me, which is about getting that feeling state. And you've got, you've really got to do it. And so it's about how do you get yourself in a state of readiness to receive what you want to manifest? Shall I tell you what that's like? Oh, please. Please. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's, if, you're, if you're not driving a car, you or on the bus, you might want to stand up and do this if you're in an appropriate position. It's called the catching a beach ball exercise. Mm. Okay, and it's designed to get you into that feeling of readiness. And the more that you hold this vibration, the more powerful, the, the more quickly things happen. So imagine that you are standing on the beach. The sand is, you know, warm, not hot. And so you can feel the sand on your, on your feet on the sand. And you are, someone is throwing you a beach ball. Now, you know with absolute certainty that that beach ball is on its way to you. It's not going to make it. It's not going to land to the left or right. It is on its way to you at any moment. So you want to stand with your hands out like you're about to catch that ball, hands in the air, and you're looking upwards, waiting for that beautiful, multicolored, bouncy ball to come flying at you. And from that state, you are breathing. You are feeling the readiness you are awaiting that ball and you hold that. So there's no room in your mind for the idea that the ball's not coming or, the, or no worrying about when it's coming and how much longer it's going to take. It is just holding that absolute certainty, readiness and awareness of that ball coming to you at any minute. And if you physically hold that state and do it properly and, and do breathe while you're doing it, that is the feeling. That is the manifesting vibration. So powerful. It is, and the girl that gave it to me uses it multiple times a day to just hold that vibration of it's coming. What I want is coming to me any minute. I may not know the timing, but I know that it's coming. It's coming directly for me. It's not going to go past me. It's mine, and it's coming. And then you're just feeling that gratitude, that anticipation, that excitement. Um, Yeah, that's it. Which brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about. And we actually discussed this very briefly in the last podcast we did. But it's yeah. it's that idea of um, not attaching yourself to the outcome. Mm. 
mm-hmm. or the how and the when of it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, the non the non attachment. Look in a, in a sense the, the more general you can be about what you're looking for allows the universe to deliver things to you uh, in its own way. So the more narrow and rigid you are about what you want, how it has to come to you, when it comes to you, the more difficult that might be for the universe to fulfill that. Mm, and trusting that whatever the universe throws at you is in the highest and best way possible. Absolutely. And that's where that taking inspired action and being flexible and that continued connection with your, with this, with spirituality and the universe is so important because oftentimes I'm manif- looking at our manifesting our dreams and our desires as a journey and as an evolving process. So we start off and where we think we want something to go isn't always where the universe wants it to go. But if we're flexible and we're open and we're tuning in and taking time, we're going to follow that guidance mm-hmm. and we're going to be led like little course corrections, right, along the way. So it is, it is important to be flexible. Is that yeah. your question? It was about being flexible? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I <laughs> just wanted to reiterate that, that point of n- not concentrating too much on the when is this going to happen, how is this going to happen, Yes, that's our essence of surrender and knowing yeah. that it is going to happen. Yeah, which it is, so it doesn't matter when because it's going to happen. Exactly. It doesn't, this or something better isn't one of the most powerful ways you can surrender your, effort, your request, desire to the universe. Mm. And that absolute knowing that the universe has your back, is on your side, is always working for your own growth and betterment and, and working with you. So if it's not sending you, if it's shutting a door, it's shutting it so that it can open double doors. It's shutting it so that's because something better is coming. And, and that's a cornerstone of how, of how I live always. If something doesn't work out, to come back to that sense of I haven't, it hasn't been done to me, it's been done for me, and something better is coming. Yeah, love that. Yeah. So let's talk about the practicalities of manifesting. Okay. If people wanted to you know go home tonight and start manifesting what what would you tell them to do i would say first off take some time to center get clear and get somewhere where no one's going to interrupt you so create the space and set the intention that for the next half an hour hour this is my time to tune in and start manifesting i would say pick it's look it's great to have multiple things on the go at one time. It's and I don't and I don't think one should limit oneself and only have one thing they're working on. But I do think it's good to have one key thing that you're working on. Rather than trying to have a new career and a new love life and buy a house all at the same time. Yes, agreed. And also, you know, if you're new to this, sometimes it's better to, you know, concentrate your energy on the on the one thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So tune in and get clear on what you want. What is it that I'm, that I'm going to work with the universe to bring into my life? And that might be a thing or it might be a feeling. And also remembering that we only really want things because of how they make us feel. But understand what, what it is that you are after, okay? And then the first thing I would do, if you don't know, then you do the exercise we did before about I don't want what I do want, to get clear on what you do want. And then really you want to be able to hop, be able to tune in and hold the feeling of what it feels like to have that in your life now. 
and that will bring up any potential blocks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't deserve it. I can't do it. It's too hard. So then you want to work to clear those blocks to release them. Okay. So we've talked about some ways of releasing them. You can just write them on a piece of paper and burn it. You know, we can start. All these things help. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, um, Oh, what's the why? It's powerful, but it's it's almost the ritual of watching something turn mm. into ashes. It's or transmutes the energy. Yeah. 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 Well, you can send it back to the earth. You can put all of the energy, speak all the negativity into a rock, and <laughs> yeah. bury it in the ground, and send it back. You know, you know what my mum used to do when I was a kid. Well, she probably still doesn't now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she used to put everything in the freezer. Mm. to like neutralize the energy so like i'd have to write it down on a piece of paper and then fold it up and then we'd stick it in the freezer (laughs) and you'd be getting out the peas and like find these notes in there (laughs) i really like that i really like that i prefer burning because it's gone yeah me too there's a hold it like there's a it's still around if it's frozen somehow (laughs) yeah she probably didn't want me around an open flame no, that's not true. She's very thoughtful. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, right. And then, so yeah. you've so you've written down what you want. You've tuned into the thing, the blocks for you. What are those blocks? Um, sometimes, so there's an exercise we can do where you end up, you have your goal in one sentence. So I have, you know, I what's a goal, Jordan? Give me something. I have. I am, I am or I have. I have a healthy. <laughs> relationship (laughs) okay so this is an exercise you can do if you're clearing blocks you write down I have a healthy relationship and then I want you to write down the first objection that comes into your mind when you say that um there's no such thing as a healthy relationship okay and then I want you to write the the opposite the, the response to that so what's the positive response to that you have a healthy relationship there's no such thing as a healthy relationship. What are you telling me? saying, come on, Jordana, what do we say next? Um, the, the, uh, <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Of course there's a healthy relationship and you, and you deserve that. And I absolutely deserve it. Yeah. You, and so the new affirmation becomes I deserve, I can have, and I, I deserve and I can have a healthy, happy relationship. Yeah. But what you did then was allow that voice that we most often silence, which is the the voice of doubt or fear or whatever it is lack to come out so you do you do that three times each time getting a different response so i have a healthy relationship okay what's the next you know you have to do it now but then then allow that other voice to come out you don't deserve that or that's not possible look at all the people around you who don't have healthy relationships or (laughs) you'll end up heartbroken and then the other response is you know i know how to take care of myself and i deserve to have a healthy relationship yeah so you can do that three times and then you can do it in the second person which is Jordana has a healthy relationship and the reason we do that we do that three times and then you say no I don't because blah 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 and then you say yes Jordana has a healthy relationship <laughs> you sound like you're going crazy it's hard to explain the back and forth but no no I get it and it makes sense I like that I've never I've never used that element before in manifesting i think it's very helpful i usually hear that come up and just go no 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 no! i have a healthy relationship instead of you know um listening 
Yeah. Yeah. Listen to it, and then you've got it. When it's out, in the, it's, it's when it's in the dark. It's when it causes the problems. When it's out on the page, totally. and you're conscious of it, boom, you've got it. You know yeah. that that's just that's just that's not the truth. You know that it's just something that your ego is telling you, or something you heard from somewhere, or something that comes from something that happened a long time ago that it's time to let go. So oh, yeah, I love that. That's really yeah. good. I'm gonna use. And the that. reason we do it in the second person. Jordana has is because sometimes our doubts come from outside of us. You can't have that. Don't, what are you doing? Thinking that's possible. That's not possible. So when we change the pers- person, uh, the perspective from the first person to the second person, then we bring up different fears and different um, doubts. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Great. Okay. So then. Really, we've got. We were back at our place of what would people do if they wanted to go home and do some manifesting. They were to get clear. Yeah. They would spend some time looking at any blocks or obstacles, and then you would connect to source. So connect if that's your heart, your higher heart. Just putting your hands on your heart and breathing into it, and just seeking any guidance or inspiration. If it's prayer, if it's going into a theta brainwave, a theta brainwave, if it's doing a meditation, it doesn't have to take a long time, it no. can if you want, but just pausing to connect to your higher self or your highest truth and then the next step is to look at what action can am I inspired to take, what step am I inspired to take mm. because the universe wants you to play alongside you know, and take inspired action. Sometimes things instantly just turn up at our doorstep but for the bigger things that are a journey and an evolution for us, we need to take action. And the little things too. We need yeah. to take action. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that so that's that's some action that you take on the night that you wanted to manifest, say. Yeah. How do we how do we follow that up? Great, great question because it's a consistency. Remember I spoke about that before? Yes. So you want and the thing the biggest thing is being willing to change. And being willing to change the way that you show up and take steps. So it is the little things that you do every day that are more powerful than the big things you do once in a while. Mm. So here's what I do. Find a couple of affirmations through those processes that really speak to you and you might put them in places. I know it sounds naff, but if you see them, it's in your mind. And once you – so put them on your computer – Put them on your bathroom mirror. Put them on your car dashboard in a safe manner. Put them <laughs> around so you can see them, right? Yeah. And then when you see them and you're, if you're alone, say them out loud, feel mm-hmm. them. Um, do, just do that. Do the, um, uh, my, what did I say, tell my story, I call it, yeah. where you write your day. So what I do is I get my clients to have it on their computer, your, my, my new story. What is my new life? All aspects, or the particular area you're focused on. How does it feel? What's working? And when you're you know, looking at Facebook or doing what you do on the computer, take a minute, go into that document, add to it, feel it, read it. You can do that at your office without people knowing what you're doing. You totally. can just do it privately. Yeah. Then if you drive or if you have, you're in the shower, then you can do it out loud when there's no one around. To tell the story. Who are who is the person you're becoming? You know, I was listening to. 
Tony Robbins or watching his um, documentary. Oh, I just love it. How good is it? Oh, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. You, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Yeah, it's on Netflix, everybody. Yes, it's on Netflix. Yeah. And he was saying that he would go for a, a run and for one hour he would just say to himself over and over again, I am unstoppable, I am unstoppable, I am unstoppable. And that's it. We just don't put enough good stuff back in the tank, you know. Yeah, totally. It's so funny, actually, when you just said that, and it happened to me when I watched it as well, I get this sort of cringe moment where I'm like, ugh, ego, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's a big block for people when it comes to affirmations and saying them out loud. They feel very foreign because we don't really, we're not really used to talking to ourselves nicely. (laughs) That's true. You know, like it's a new it's a new concept and I guess, you know, the bigger part of all of this is getting really comfortable with feeling worthy and and being nice to yourself and kind yes. to yourself. Yes, and really understanding that the thoughts you think and the things you say to yourself and about yourself and about what's possible are what's creating your life right now. Yeah. So even though it might feel funny or weird or strange, and usually when people have a few successes with it, they don't need any more convincing. Mm. You know, but if it's being willing to change. You know, in that Tony Robbins doesn't say, I am this guy. He said, I created this person. I created myself. And that's what I love because anyone can create a better version of themselves, a better life for themselves. Yeah. And this is how. And it, it sounds funny, but it's worth it. You know, if you're feeling silly about it, it is the ego. Ego doesn't want you to change. No. The ego wants you to stay small, safe, and stuck and unhappy, basically. Because mm. <laughs> if you're small, safe, and stuck, you're probably going to feel unhappy. But it will, it will, it's trying from the right place. You know, it wants to protect you. But it's that higher, more intelligent part of us that deserve needs to get clear about deserving and creating something else for us anything else you know my thought my main thought is that people you know want to live your life as fully as you can and live it so that you might never look back and wish that your path was different Mm. you know but instead you have the courage to look inside find your heart's desire find your soul's desire desires and make them manifest yeah you know the courage to do that yeah and i think yeah definitely and i think it goes back to what we said at the very beginning is Mm. figuring that stuff out and sometimes it takes a little while for people people don't know what their dreams are yeah i was talking to a woman the other day and she's like oh you know I want to follow my sole purpose, but I don't know what it is. You know, everyone has something. I don't have anything. I'm like, well, no, everybody does have something. And until you figure out what it is, you have to keep trying. Exactly. Yeah. And that's where, you know, in my world, you come back to the chakras and the energy system because you're not, until you have your base chakra is grounded on the earth and it's safe for you to be present on earth and you've resolved that, course you're not going to be out there creating amazing things because it's not even safe to survive if your second chakra is blocked and you're not in touch with your creative potential and your pleasure and passion in life you're not going to know your heart's desire because that is intimately connected Mm. to what you can what lights you up until you've worked on your third chakra and you have a sense of self and worthiness you release the shame you've got good boundaries you're not afraid to say no you're not afraid to get out there and put yourself out there if that's not healed it's going to be really really hard for you 
to, to find your life purpose and, and bring it to fruition. Yeah. Because because your sense of who you are in the world is so damaged. And unless you have your first, your second, and your third, so those three areas of your life flowing, your heart will not feel safe to open. Your heart will not feel safe to love and connect with people. And then how can you create your dreams on earth if you're not connecting and feeling safe to love? Because it, it ultimately all comes down to love. So I think everybody, it's a, that is the journey that people are being called to go on. And you start small by manifesting wanting to feel more safe in the world or wanting, wanting to feel better about your job. You start small and then before you know it, you are on track. You have by checking in and having that connection to yourself and to all that is, to the universe, it becomes revealed to you in small pieces. And that's the path, but it, you have to do the work. You have to show up for yourself, decide that you're worth it, decide that you're worthy of more, more happiness, more friendships, more love, whatever it is, yeah. and then and do the work, and it, it's a process, and you'll get there. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Not that you need me to tell you that, but you know that's the truth. No, people do need to hear that. They yeah. do. Quick plug, if... This sort of stuff interests anybody listening. We dive into the basics of manifestation and grounding yourself and coming to center and connecting with source and intention setting at Inspired Lunar Nights, which is a monthly event that I run. Um, And you can find all the details for that on the website. Um, But Justine also works with um, this sort of stuff as well. So Justine, can you tell us how... You can help people in this area? Yeah, absolutely. This is my favorite area to work with people. And, you know, I think, and you know, I've talked about it, most people want um, love and money and a sense of purpose and a sense of peace in their life. That's, that's what people are looking for. And there's a lot that you can do on your own, but I absolutely love working with people. I work with people one-on-one. Uh, I'm launching group coaching soon. I work only over Skype, and I'm a really good person to come to around clearing the blocks. Mm, so helping you get clear, helping you feel worthy and deserving of going out there and making things happen and helping you go into the past, whether it's um, past life, belief systems, um, stuff from your family, stuff from your ancestry, helping you clear that so that you're set up and good to go. And I'm good if you're feeling like you're off purpose to help you find the purpose and the clarity. Yeah. Um, Justine's helped me with a lot of this sort of stuff in the past and I do have to say that she is wonderful at it. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. yeah. No, but Mm -hmm. the clearing the block stuff, I mean, that's hard. It's hard stuff to work through and a lot of us can't or won't let ourselves arrive there on our Mm. own because we have blocks with our blocks. Yeah. Almost. So it's nice to have somebody help you explore that in an arena where you feel quite safe doing so and then having someone help you clear them. Absolutely. Because, yeah, yeah, I work with the energy and clear the energy and clear the the morphic fields and the patterns and habits. And, you know, you're worth it. You're worth putting the effort in. You know, that's what I think to people. People need to know that it's worth it doesn't have to be me. I have an abundance coach that I work with who's amazing. and But support is so important. Yeah. You know, we think nothing about spending $100 on a pair of shoes or whatever. I mean, I don't, but it's not my thing. But a lot of people are very happy to invest in things. No judgment yeah. about that. Good to have pretty things. But investing in yourself 
is the best investment you can ever make. Investing in your happiness, your quality of life, your dreams and moving forward, it's the best. Get support, even find support somehow um, to clear blocks and Totally. give yourself the life you deserve yeah. and you know like I think the other notable thing is that we have support too like I see you you see someone else you know mm. like everybody's getting support absolutely yeah absolutely yeah no no one does you know I think great things get done don't get done on their own no yeah. good that's what they do I'm not saying they don't but most people if you look behind them people who are really taking responsibility getting out of victim mode making things happen in their life they have structures of their own that support them in terms of exercise diet um, meditation yoga connecting in with their self um, action plans manifesting all of that and they usually have a couple of people behind them who are helping them coaching healing whatever kind of support it is yeah networks yeah cool yeah. Cool. So if people want to find you, how do they do that? I uh, have a website, justinepeacock.com.au. I'm on Instagram and I have a Facebook page, which is small but flourishing. <laughs> we have, we're holding great visions for the Facebook page. Oh, Facebook <laughs> is hard. Um, I will, yeah, it, it really is actually. I could talk about that for a while too. Um, I will put the links to all of that in the show notes. Yes, um, and I'm so I'm going to put, but you and I can talk about putting the exercises in. I'll yeah, send you some of the info. So, yeah, and my some of my sources, so some of my favourite um, places that I that I use in terms of um, there's so much around on this this topic. So I use Shakti Gawain. I use Sanaya Roman and her channel books. She's got a couple on manifesting and money and soul purpose, and she's phenomenal. Um, I love a guy called Joseph Pierce Farrell. He's quite quite about uh, his book's called Manifesting Michelangelo. It's a phenomenal story about connecting to divine and manifesting. Very inspiring. Uh, Abraham Hicks' work is a, is a no-brainer. Um, my coach is Catherine Yarbrough, and so she's a manifestation coach, and some of her exercises we're using today. Uh, of course, I use Theta Healing because I train in it and I um, work with that all the time. So we'll put those resources on for anyone who's looking to do some further research on their own as well. Yeah, cool. I'll be looking at some of that stuff too. Amazing. Cool. All right, well, thank you. All, thank you. Always a pleasure. Yes, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of this interview and they did from the last one too. So, you know, thank you for the work that you do. Such a pleasure. Looking forward to connecting with more people. If you're keen to get started with all of this manifesting stuff, I am thrilled to announce that Inspired Lunar Nights is now available as an e-course complete with specifically curated downloadable guided meditations narrated by me, comprehensive intention setting exercises, and all of the information you need to literally manifest anything you desire from the comfort of your very own home. Plus, by signing up for the Inspired Lunar Nights e-course, you'll also receive a full moon guided meditation and set of exercises not available at the event. Plus, access to the exclusive Inspired Lunar Nights Facebook group, where you can stay up to date on all of the latest moon phase info and ask me any questions you have about intention setting, manifestation, whatever you damn well please. For all the information, head to theinspiredtable.com.au and follow the Inspired Lunar Nights tab.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.